Hey everyone, I'm Dahlia. And I'm Alma. This is Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. This is me raising. <laughs> Sorry. I knew she was going to do it. <laughs> I was raising the roof for those who are listening and not watching. Because we are going to we are gonna share this video on YouTube. But I don't know. I think I got pretty good moves. And, you They're know. good moves. <laughs> not all of us have rhythm. <laughs> but that's a me too. And that's why I can say it. Like, why didn't we get any rhythm? I don't know. to be like Latinas with rhythm and stuff. I know. And I do not. Have you ever seen me cumbia? <laughs> That's embarrassing. One and two and three. <laughs> I cannot do it. Oh no, it doesn't work. <laughs> See, here's the thing with Selena Quintanilla. She yeah. set expectations <laughs> on all of us. <laughs> that we could all do that. And we can't. And we can't. <laughs> not all of us. There's some of us, some of us, and I put us in a group, even though I'm not one of us. <laughs> one of us <laughs> have great moves, but this one right here in front of you uh, is not one of them. <laughs> mm -mm. By the way, we are a horror movie podcast. <laughs> We're going to talk about a horror movie today. Are we you are. talking about anything else first? Yes, but I do want to tell people the movie. Do we want to tell the people the movie we're discussing? Now? I mean, you read it. Oh, you well, read we'll it in the title. You, you yeah, know. Well, you're, no. we'll, get right. it. we'll get it. We'll get to it in a second. We'll get it. We'll get <laughs> All right, Alma, I did want to ask you, though, because I haven't seen it yet. I saw you post on Instagram or Twitter mm -hmm. or something, and you didn't. I, I feel hurt, though. Here's the thing. You didn't mm -hmm. text me specifically about I see the hand I see the hand about your <laughs> about your your little present you bought yourself holy shit tell everybody what you got going on here I got me a new Chucky doll actually okay so did you all see that really awesome replica that they got and I've been waiting and waiting for this um particular Chucky doll and it's six hundred dollars what the okay fuck? not this one not oh. this. <laughs> No, that's the one. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sure every Chucky fan um, has seen the new doll. It is amazing. It's awesome. And then they have like a plush version. I think the plush version is $200. But I want the $600 one. And even if I I can buy the $600 doll, I don't want to spend $600 on a doll. I could buy a lot of toys for $600, okay? So toys it's amazing. Toys or toys? Toys or toys? toys oh, <laughs> like all this stuff behind me <laughs> okay. oh for those who are listening those oh. are not those are not <laughs> no they're, they're. so i i've been looking at this one and um there's also um a they live um alien doll set that i've been wanting and so i went to my neighborhood um toy store here and there's this amazing shop and why is the name escaping me uh here in um and we're at my hometown and it's awesome. They've got 
all kinds from Scooby Doo horror movies, um, whatever you collect collectibles. And G. you I. took Joe's. me there. You took me yes. there when we we're there, and it's really cool. So this is down in the Rio Grande Valley, and mm -hmm. it is a mom and pop shop. Mom and pop uh -huh. shop. It's huge so, though. Shop it's till huge. you drop at the mom and pop shop. No, that's shop till you freak at the spooky boutique. I know, but I had to change it so it could rhyme. Duh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. She made it right. She made it right. That's their jingle now. They don't want it. Got it. And so I been my time when I got the <laughs> when Eddie got the Chucky doll that I've been wanting because I wanted a little one for my desk, specifically for my desk. So and and you want to know something funny is I was poking the cat with him and playing with him. And why did why did my kid think that that was a real knife? I'm like, are you serious? That is not a real knife, but it's kind of serrated. You could. You could what? fuck someone up with that. You could what, fuck what is the material? With... It's plastic? It's really hard plastic. The the knife is really hard plastic. So um, I got my doll. He's well, oh, first of all, I... I love the doll. I love the doll. Can you in case people are listening and not watching, can you can you describe your little man there? Yes. Because he's got his little jumper ruse on and oh crap, I forgot the battery thing. Um and his little outfit is um he's a you know what do they call opposable? Opposable, like, like you can pose him and everything. But his hair is great because you can mess it up and he looks like he's just getting wilder murdering people uh, after he's murdered a few people. Whoa. <laughs> so I'm gonna get that plush one though, because I want one to put that I can hug and squeeze. There's a plush one. I guess you have a birthday this year. <laughs> this one, I actually got this for myself for Easter. So because you know, people get stuff for Easter. Tis the season. <laughs> I got that one and I got the They Live um Alien doll set as well. Because I've been wanting that one. It has a little TV set that says obey and I Fucking loved that movie, and I'd been wanting it, but I was like, "Oh, that's pricey." Well, it was half off, so I got mm. both of them for myself for Easter. Okay, all so, right. You know, happy yeah. Easter to me. <laughs> <laughs> you like throwing around that adult money, don't you? It's like, yeah, because it's like, why not? You know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. I had tweeted about that, and I was yeah. like, because it's true. We didn't have, we didn't have shit growing no. up. I never even had a Barbie doll. I didn't have a Barbie doll. I never bought a Barbie doll. I never had a Barbie doll. Yeah. I think maybe you had one, but no, I did not a real Barbie. They were the cheap, it was a really cheap plastic ones that you, when you squeeze, they don't come back out. Like if you were to squeeze like the arm or the leg, they would stay, stay in that squeezed position. And they had like, their heads were much larger. <laughs> it's great. I love that. Oh yeah. They were kind of like the Bratz dolls. And then they made that. But cheap. Dolls. Yeah, but super cheap. <laughs> But that's okay because I was always cutting off the hair and coloring it with markers and drawing yeah. tattoos on them and shit like that. So that yeah. made them scary, which was cool. I, <laughs> no, they weren't. I you weren't trying to make them look scary. Yeah, but they exactly. Were not looking scary. Okay, well, I yeah, and, I thought they looked really cool. That would make me sad because I was like, <laughs> I was not going for scary. But right. our stories that are sad make me laugh, and they and and they're funny to us. <laughs> to us, it's <laughs> awkward us. and cringy to others. Okay, so let's talk about the movie. You know what's awkward and cringy? We're this gonna watch. Movie. We watch <laughs> this movie. Now. This movie was awkward. We and weren't cringy. gonna talk about this. I was like, Dalia brought it up, and I was yeah. like, okay, let's do it. Sleepaway Camp, nineteen eighty-three. We saw it a long time ago, of uh, course, because there was nothing off the table for watching movies when we were kids. Everything yeah. that was what was cool about being us and poor kids. 
you know? I'm like, we got to watch whatever the fuck we wanted. Because our mom was like, all too busy working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> working her ass off. We only had one of those four kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, where's she at? Okay, let's put on a movie. And it was funny because when she was home, she would tell me not to watch crap like this. But I don't know if she ever told you all. No, no, listen. no. Like she's, I remember her specifically saying, don't watch Return of the Living Dead. Don't watch that movie with you, with your sisters. And this, from the movie, like, this from the woman who would, who loved to say brains and put her mouth and teeth on your head as she said it. Yeah. She pretended to be a zombie to wake us up yeah. in the middle of the night. But don't, but don't watch the movie. Cool. Don't watch the movie though. I'll just pretend I'm eating your brain. <laughs> No, always trying to scare us, pretending to be dead and shit oh, like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, so uh, this one was so wow to me. Hmm. Just when I was a kid, I was like, oh my gosh, I really wish we had hopped on with somebody who had just seen this for the first time. Oh, and, that would um, be interesting, yeah. Yeah, my 17-year-old watched this with me, got really yeah. into it. It had some very good... Mm -hmm. um, like we had a really great discussion about That's this movie. And I'm glad Dahlia picked it just because revisiting mm -hmm. it. Sometimes I'm like, uh, some things they could, they can stay in the past. Some things let's discuss. Let's just, yeah, let's talk um, about it exactly. Um, yeah, Cause it is, it can be problem. Not can be, it is problematic, mm -hmm. but it can be a movie. Like Alma just said that you use um, to have discussions or if you don't like it, for whatever reason, don't fuck, you know, you don't have to fucking watch it. That's cool. I I have yeah. I have no skin in the game, you know. You can I'm listen not... to us. Yeah, well, we won't get we won't get into detail with a lot of times we include our trigger and content warnings. And mm. for this one, it is child abuse, sexual assault, and there's some hate speech. Mm. Now, uh, that means don't watch it if you don't want to. If you want to listen, we, we try not to get into detail with certain things because it's a trigger for a lot of people. Mm. Um, so that are some of the highlights about this movie is written and directed mm. by Robert Hiltzik. Uh, Felissa Hiltzik, Rose. Are you sure you're pronouncing that correctly? Say it again. Hil <laughs> sorry. Um, I like to fuck with Alma. I'm sorry. Did I say it right? No, it sounds I correct. Know. I just like how okay. you're always like, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. <laughs> um, Felissa Rose is Angela. Jonathan Tiersen as Ricky. Karen Fields as Judy. Desiree Gould as Aunt Martha, Paul D'Angelo as Ronnie, Catherine Kami, Kami as Meg, Christopher Collette as Paul, and Mike Kellen as Mel. Now, okay, I wait, wait, to no, put no, something no. out. Stop, stop. What? First, I want to talk about your notes. I'm, yes, have, she's finally we, noticing them. Finally, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so we make we make notes, make an outline for every episode so, you know, we remember to get certain things. I don't know if, if I'm going to say the same thing because I haven't you know, haven't uh, uh, gotten to it all. But so on the cast, she writes Karen Fields as Judy. And she writes in parentheses, mega bitch. And then for Paul D'Angelo as Ronnie, she writes in parentheses, really nice counselor. And then uh, Mike Kellen as Mel, super old creep. So and it's true. But yeah, I just wanted to say that because you forgot to say all that. Why'd you put it? In well, I did it. This is the first time you've noticed, but in the notes, I usually put little descriptors because Dahlia is terrible with names. 
she's awful with names. She doesn't remember people's names. A lot of times the actors as well. So I always put in parentheses something that might help her because while we're discussing, if I was to say, and then Judy is standing there and you're like, who's Judy? I put it in the notes. It says, I appreciate, I appreciate it. Thank you. And it's true. I'm always like, who? Uh, yeah, she'll be using their names and everybody like following mm -hmm. along. And then here I come in all annoying. Uh, who's Judy? And they're like the main character or some bullshit like that. <laughs> but she knows. And that's why I put those in there. Yeah. Just a kind of like um, reminder. Those are I for appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. So I'm like, well, what is this movie? What is this movie oh, yeah. about? Uh, Angela Baker, a shy, traumatized young girl, is sent to summer camp with her cousin. Shortly after her arrival, anyone with sinister or less than honorable intentions toward her gets their comeuppance. I copied that one um, from somewhere, probably IMDb or Wiki, but because I also like the word comeuppance. Because I like, I like comeuppance the, too. I'm always like, I hope they get their comeuppance. I it's hope they so get it. It's so old-fashioned. I love it. I it's love it. It's a great it. word. It's a great word. And uh, so, so the movie opens up. Um, so they're at a lake, the lake, the lake scene. Okay. This was really funny because I saw like two TikToks recently and it really made me kind of laugh that people, the opening scene is the, is one of the funniest to me because there's a couple of things. Um, okay. So okay, yeah. it's 1975. John Baker and his partner, Lenny take John's children, Angela and Peter on a boating trip near Camp Arawak. Angela and Peter prank their father by capsizing the boat. They attempt to swim ashore where Lenny is waiting for them, but camp counselor Mary Anna recklessly strikes John and Peter with her speedboat, leaving only one alive. Now, the, the reason I find this so funny is, okay, there's so many things. There, there's a boat coming towards them. It runs them over, but their dad is just left as this, like, piece of driftwood just kind of like sailing across the screen he got run over by a boat why okay. isn't there any blood why well, is he chopped yeah. up yeah um, and then they you're, just you're laughing the, at that part sorry go ahead yes yeah and then the chewed up life vest yeah um and the chewed up life vest is obviously one of the kids but they don't show the kid and it's yeah. like great we're on a budget that's fine but then why did they show the dad's lifeless body just kind of like a drift past the screen so slow and then nobody's doing anything to help nobody yeah. is doing anything to help. that's what i found funny shouting. that chick that was on the fucking skis the whole time she's screaming um whatever move the boat or whatever the fuck she's yelling and and then she's like oh we run them over whatever and i love it's that part maybe in when you're watching it when the movie first came out may have been very dramatic now it's fucking hilarious her over the top kind of uh um a screaming I completely and opposite. everything i didn't think it was I, I originally i thought she was being over dramatic i think everyone else is not being dramatic enough oh okay okay <laughs> Because she's scared to death. She's like, I want to get off. I want to well, get see, off. Well, see, I kept thinking stopping. the whole time, it's like, why doesn't and she then, just fucking let go? I mean, she was, the boat was still going to hit, but at least she wouldn't have been part of it. Yo, yeah, yeah, she could have let go. And, and then the, that was the thing that was funny go. because she just, um, she's screaming for help and nobody's helping anyone. So I'm like, you know what? I think she was being dramatic enough. Okay. And okay. all those other people. Um, my um, so I watched this with my 17, 17 year old, and they uh -huh. were like, Oh, 
that is just that part's funny, but also love the fact that they're with their dad. And it was, she was like, what year is this movie? And I was like, this is 81. Mm -hmm. And um, I would, and she's like, and they had two, two dads. And yeah. I was like, yes, they had two dads. See right there. So let's talk about. No, yeah, dads. there was two dads. Uh, but mm -hmm. I also want to say, cause the, the script you're reading 83, um, you're reading the, um, whatchamacallit, the, the summary from uh, Wikipedia, is it? And it gives away too much information. Yeah. So I just kind of like. No, no, no. But the, you're reading it and it says that the kids played a prank by capsizing the boat. I, they, I feel personally they didn't purposefully capsize the boat. They wanted to push dead off the boat. And as a result, because he held onto the thingy, um, they went over. I just, I don't, and I know it's not a big deal, but you know me and doing all that shit. I, I'm like all like, I don't think it was purpose, purposeful. I think it was just. I think they're being silly. Yeah. yeah. And, and then they were in the water too long and mm -hmm. it, it's a, it's a whole event that is like, I think that's what led to um, this being a very traumatic experience for Angela mm -hmm. because they had so much time for that boat also to see them in the water. Was that like 10 minutes straight I, of them? Hello. I spit on myself from laughing at that. That's it's so true though, because it did go on and on. I mean, it, it how in the fuck do they I'm trying to imagine, like I'm I'm sitting there. I know again it's just a movie, but I'm sitting there thinking like this scene is going on way too long. How the fuck did they never look forward? How the fuck do they not hear that poor girl screaming her head off? The, you cannot miss that boat in front of you. It's a small, it's a small one. I don't know what how what you call different kinds of boats. It's a small one, but you can see it. It's fucking bright white. It was a white boat. How do you not see that shit? And not only that, but they were going towards the shore because that boat was near the shore. So you don't realize you're you're driving towards the shore. Hello, sorry. Okay, again. Well, lots of lots of movies, that, but, but see, that's why I was getting to that beginning scene because there was so many. Uh, there's so much in that little moment which comes off comical, but then it's a lot. And okay, so eight years later, Angela lives with her eccentric aunt, uh, Doctor Martha Thomas, and Martha's son Ricky. She goes to live with them, and Aunt Martha, I'm like, she's over the top. She oh, is giving, my God, yes. Um, she is wow, she's a lot. I love her monologues. Know. She's talking to herself, like she'll say something and then she'll to them, and then she'll be like, Oh no, that can't be right, or stuff like I love it. She's she is very over the top. Um, uh -huh. I love how her her outfit, her makeup, and her mannerisms. It's very um it's oh, I wish I could I could think of the word that I, I'm trying to think of, but it's it, everything is is like, it's like she's on stage, you know. Yes. And every movement. We call is, her a stage actor. I can't remember yes. if she was a theater actor or not. I can't remember, and it could be that she was. You know, how they used to use theater actors, yeah, yeah, yeah. for a lot of movie roles, and it kind of gave that vibe uh -huh. and the whole dreamy uh, kind of vibe during the flashbacks. Yeah. I liked that when they used to do that movies because then it was like, oh, you it's definitely knew. a flashback. Yeah, yeah, Instead yeah. Of the, the CGI younger face. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then we this is when we get introduced to Angela and her cousin. Um, uh -huh. her cousin Ricky. Dude. She's talking about we got a physical. Okay, so just don't tell him where do you got where you got it. And Ricky already comes off as the protector of Angela. Aww. He's like, Don't worry. 
Don't you just no fucking one's love this kid? Yes, he's so cute. He's adorable. It's like, yes, I'm going to take care of my sister. And they're going off to camp. And then we were, yeah. The, the Throughout the whole movie. Part of this movie. Oh, sorry, go ahead. That, no, as I say, the most unbelievable part of this movie oh. um, was my kids saying that people really just ship their kids off and they'll never. Yes, some people are able to leave the house without somebody texting or calling every hour <laughs> to see where they're at. I know there's kids dying and nobody like there's no parents showing up to grab their kids and take them home because the kids can't text home saying, yeah, there's like three kids dead already <laughs> three different ways or whatever. Everybody's but, yeah. getting murdered. Okay. So no one, no one is off limits. There's kids here. Um, they're there. And Angela is very quiet. And I, um, she doesn't even talk. Her first words are not until 31 minutes into the movie. I know, um, right? She is quiet. I got Angela vibes, though. I, I feel it. Yeah. If the I was way being she... forced to go to camp, I wouldn't talk to anybody. See, that's the thing is that to me, that is normal. But back even then, it was a normal thing. Some of us are quiet. Some of us are introverted. Uh, some of us are not social. I know because I see myself. I see my kids that we don't, we don't just, we just don't engage with strangers. You know what I mean? And so, but then it was like, okay, you're going to get bullied for it. And, but also they display this in movies all the time. Like that was normal. You're going to get bullied and you just need to like, just learn to take a joke. That's why I wanted to discuss it. The one of the, the first things you see in this movie is bullying. We grew People grew up with bullying and therefore they think you need to get bullied as well. Uh, it's a joke because somebody laughed. Um, she just doesn't want to talk to anybody. Leave her the hell alone. And maybe she doesn't want to talk to people because y'all come off as rude. And I here's the thing. I, I don't get, in general, I don't get bullying, it, it, obviously. But um, in this movie <laughs> specifically, it's the Bullying from these two, um, I'm going to say girls, because they are girls in the movie. I don't know if they are, mm -hmm. they were in real life, but these two well, girls. Well, Meg is are... older. She's supposed to be an adult. Meg is okay. supposed to be 19. We'll see, that makes it and even Judy, worse. Uh -huh, Judy is supposed to be another teen camper. Angela is young. Um, post, she's supposed to be 14, but she's actually 13. So, yeah, life. but the her. bullying, the way they pick on her is fucking weird. It's just like, leave her, the, it, it, it's, I don't understand why people pick on someone that is doing their best not to engage with you. Why? Just leave them the fuck alone. They don't care about you. So don't fucking care about them. But obviously, again, this is a, you know, a, a movie. So we got to create some of that drama. But, but they would tell you, they'd always tell you adults and teachers and, and, and back, you know, and is multi-generational. Um, would tell you just ignore them and they'll leave you alone. Or what are you doing that's causing them to bother you? You got that a lot. And then eventually it becomes learn to take a joke. And then it becomes um, defend yourself and fight back. Like it's, they would gaslight you first and then they built up. But uh, this was um, a perfect environment for that. Picking a camp. Because there is minimal adult supervision. They use counselors like I know because we do camps and stuff like that. You have peers that would be 
you know, you're here with your same age level. And then you'd have a little bit older people that were usually also teenagers in charge of you. And then you had adults that would be supervising them. But in this case, not only was she being bullied by her fellow campers, the counselor herself was an asshole to her. Okay. And then that's a why I fucking it. adult. That's why you said when you said she's an adult, that that is just like what the actual fuck. And and the the relationship, if if she is supposed to be, even if she's supposed to be like uh barely 18, like 18 or 19, if she's supposed to be an adult, this uh the girl Judy that she's friends with, that she co-bullies, you know, Angela with, um is much younger than her. What kind of weird relationship is that? That's like, you know, it's it's fucking it's weird. It's grooming behavior. Um, because you can use that. I think you can use that safely when you get people to also be uh, predators in the sense of abusing somebody like uh, abuse. You know what I mean? Physical, emotional, whatever type of abuse it might be. When you have an adult telling um, a, a slightly older, you listen to that person. You see them as, oh, wow, they're cool. And I'm going to I'm going to do like they are doing. Not only that, but she's encouraging and engaging in the same behavior as you. It's almost like she's raising that duty to be like her as she gets older. She's yeah. going to be even more of an asshole. I just okay. remembered. You're right. She is an adult because she's also yes. the character <laughs> that has a weird fucking relationship with the owner of the camp or director, whatever the fuck you want to call him. She's got the hot man. He's, he's an 61. Old man. He's 61. And I, okay, okay. There's so many fun, there's fun things in the movie too. Okay. We'll talk about the clothes in a second. Cause I, I, I fucking love it. But um, that, that relationship is like, 61. And she's openly flirting with him. At one point he like pats her on the butt and, I remember that being a thing that adults would do to kids and stuff. We didn't want that shit. And it, it happened all the time. It was like, so I didn't know if, if she was like, is she cool with that? But she was because she started flirting with them. And immediately, so I had to refresh my mind. Was she supposed to be an adult? So I looked, yeah, she's the counselor. She's 19. Um, but 19 and she... Maybe she digs the... That's cool. That's cool. You know. But and, you know, okay, so but, yes. Here's the thing. As... As so many thoughts around that, because as a 19 year old, yes, you get to make consensual decisions. Um, but then I kind of look at it, you know me, I always think too much about shit. So, but then I look at it from usually these camp counselors have been with that camp for a while, you know, cause they, they've grown up with the camp and they kind of move up sometimes, you know? Um, and this man has always been old. <laughs> this man has been old through her, her existence. <laughs> Well, through through her existence, he's been an old man. So now, yes, you get to choose who you like. If you like older dudes, awesome. If you like younger people and they're of age, awesome. But if you think about it from the context of this camp, that's fucking predatory on his part. So she's a bitch, yes, but we can put that aside and say also she was probably, you know, with this old man had, you know, was being taken advantage of, you know, Groomed. as a and young girl. Yeah. See, and I, I didn't, I didn't think about that until you started. And then it was like, yeah, that that's exactly right. Because this is, this is repeat. You're coming back. And then they want the kids who 
have been, I'm not talking about predators in general. I mean, people, they want you to come back and help the kids experience what you experienced when you were camped. That's how you get the counselors. That's how, that's how it works. So obviously, yeah, she has been exposed to this man um, through her childhood and now she's an adult. Um, but that it is, it is a really, a really strange thing because it was just kind of like open up on the screen. It was just what? And um, so <laughs> Okay, let's talk about some fun in the movie. I had such a great <laughs> you time. mean that the old man and that that nineteen year old is in the fun topic? <laughs> yeah, let's cleanse our palate real quick. Um, like, yeah, we do. Why? What? What? Why was it that at some point it was like crop tops and short shorts on guys? The dude! And, oh my god, I loved it. I fucking loved it. And then we reversed, and all of a sudden, dudes didn't do that anymore. You know, and we should have always kept that. <laughs> like, I love crop top, tiny short energy for everyone. <laughs> I think everyone I should love be it. in yeah. <laughs> Their clothing was great. I love it. It was like, let's determine who's cool and who's not. Okay. If you're wearing a crop top and tiny shorts, you're the cool ones. But also they were ended up being the, like the bullies. And um, we're like, well, how old are these people? Not, not that one counselor. Yeah, Ronnie, um, the well, the one man co counselor, he looked, I don't know how old he was. I think tan sometimes can make people like if they've been in the sun, like, um, you know, he had like, you know, all this hairy chest and everything. And I'm trying to guess his age. And I'm like, also, because in movies now, they were doing a lot of waxing. And so it's like, yeah. I'm trying to guess this dude's age. Well, okay, so I'm guessing 20s. Um, he is supposed to be older. He's not a kid. He's a counselor. Um, and oh, my God. So he had amazing legs. Don't you think? He had astounding legs. And oh, we know yeah, okay. that his shorts were practically underwear. And I'm, I'm like, okay. I've, okay, I have the ruddy shorts like that that the, that um, are supposed to be so that you can, you know, keep things from flying around. But as a as a woman, I didn't need that little part, but I liked it because it was like built in underwear. And I'm like, these are the best thing ever. I'm like, that's how it kept from falling out the legs on the side because I, otherwise you'd have stuff falling out of your shorts. But <laughs> I like the way you're what describing. I, <laughs> I know. I don't know, but that's hilarious. Keep keep, keep describing that. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when I was going uh, through tech school, I went to tech school with, um, and it was Navy, Marines, Army, and Air Force all at the same time. Uh, the Student Triangle, remember, in Mississippi. So the the I haven't Navy heard that term in forever. The student triangle. Oh my! God. They call it the student triangle. We're all adults. was it a triangle? Yes, it was. If you looked at the map of oh. um, the squadrons, the way that they were laid out, so okay. the Marines had the shorts, and I was like, "How do they wear those?" And we had the shorts that were real long. Why they were like to our knees? Coolest. <laughs> they were so uncool. And see, that's what I was thinking when I was watching this movie. I'm like, the cool people had the short shorts. Okay, and can, can I say something real quick? Ones. I want to say something about those shorts, though. I'm not, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I didn't mean to cut you off because I want to tell you. We had, 
Air Force has those long ass fucking shorts because we rarely do fucking PT. So we're cold because we're not moving. So to cover our bodies and the fucking Marines had the short shorts because they're actually moving, keeping their bodies warm and they need that material out of the fucking way. So yeah, keep us Air Force warm with our long ass shorts and the Marines like, you know, if they could <laughs> be out the there thing. like it, I don't know. <laughs> I had PT all the time because I my school for a straight year, I was doing PT in the mornings. So that, that was a year. And then they told us after a while, you can get whatever shorts you want. So I bought the Marine shorts. And those were the ones I ran in. And it was great because I'm like, I don't have to wear underwear. I'm like, everything's in there. It's well, it's yeah, like but, but remember, it's like standard uniform. Like they, those uniforms go on throughout your uniform. I mean, through your through your military career. And I don't know. I'm sure you were at, you were stationed in um, if you were ever stationed like at an army base or something. They fucking do PT every fucking morning after tech school as their regular part of their fucking day i'm like and part of mine no. was in the morning before we did or after after school was every yeah, day at the year i'm talking about at regular like once you're done with all that shit like oh yeah that's I, true it wasn't mandatory afterward yeah. it wasn't mandatory after you were done with tech school my tech school just happened to be longer so i had well, to thank you well, thank you i'm lazy <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We got off on something else. Sorry. I'm sorry. It was the clothes. Okay. So the clothes was badass. The clothes was wonderful. Love it. Um, I actually love Judy's uh, side ponytail. I've always loved the side pony. The side pony is my thing right now. I have it straight, but I always wear mine to the side and put my hair on the side. We need to bring back a lot of that. I loved it. I'm like, I would have been comfortable if we had the 80s clothes. None of us would be. We live where it's hot. Yeah. Why do we have all this damn clothes on all the time? Know, it's too much sweaty, material. Too much fucking too material. much clothes, except for the shoulder pads. I could take all 80s clothes and oh, just okay. be fine. <laughs> I thought you were saying you like the shoulder pads. Okay, never mind. All right. Okay. okay. So the first thing that, that happens, well, we'll bring up one of the, the, the main events just real quick, was they introduced us to the cook who is a pedophile. Mm, and no. Angela, I'm gonna talk trigger, about the trigger monster. warning here because yeah. he uh, is beyond disgusting it was really hard to watch him talking oh i'm not gonna go into detail yeah the other guys they don't talk about but they but it was really hard to watch so his his comeuppance is good (laughs) his comeuppance well i was just gonna i was gonna mention the fact that we have a good counselor a good counselor comes to help her to find some food and that's why i want to talk about ronnie because he was like a really great character in the movie i want to like um you know when we talk about let's hand the flowers out let's give them to um ronnie here because he was a really great counselor he was making sure that all the counselors were good he always seemed to be like breaking up the fighting, breaking up the bullying, helping this one girl make sure that she's eaten because it was also the other um, girl counselor who was also very caring. And she was like, she hasn't eaten in like three days. So they obviously had some good people. And so that guy, um, Angela is saved from being in his presence by her awesome cousin, uh, Ricky. And then we have the cook alone in the kitchen. And this was the first event, but he doesn't die. The cook is pushed into the most comical. Is there even a pot that size? Okay. I, I was going to look it up and I completely forgot to because it, okay. So I have seen pots that big, but they're more like in, in, 
like bigger industrial type kitchens where they're cooking like oh like to sell the food. You know what I mean? And that part I've never seen one fucking, that big though. I've that was seen, like the size of me. I've seen some that are wider too. But again, I, I I watch a lot of fucking cooking shows and shit like that. So um but um Alma, I was gonna say that that must have been hard for you to watch because I, I'm horrified in general. Anytime I see movies where they, they do anything like that, even when they throw hot coffee on someone and you, someone who, who has experienced something similar is just like, uh, yeah, I, you know, what's interesting is for, for so many years I had, um, when I was younger, my sister, I tripped her, our oldest sister while she was cooking dinner for us. And she spilled a giant pot of boiling water on me. Um, there's no other way to put it. Like, that that's what happened like really bad yep all my skin came off yep. <laughs> my back and everything and somehow i just kind of like um i did really good with like scarring and it was like a year of pain and i always remember that cuz i was really young i was 6 years old mm-hmm. and that eventually it healed up so well for a long time. I couldn't feel my back, which was the coolest thing ever. Remember? Oh I yes, we used to do that thingy with the with the yeah. Yeah, I was like, touch my back. I can't feel shit, you know. <laughs> but I grew out of it, and so I always had a thing, and that's why I am very careful in the kitchen. I have mm. never. This is why people didn't learn to cook under my you know watch because I have always been terrified of letting people and animals in the yeah. kitchen when I'm in there because. I had a bad experience. And so therefore I've always been super careful. Don't come in here. Uh, stay away. I still announce it. Even there's nobody in the house. Okay. I'm opening the oven. Oh, I've got something on the stove. Oh, I'll come running and make sure everything's out of the way. That's, that's cause of that. Uh, so yeah, but I just, when I just haven't thought about it in a little while, probably just a little while, but I still have actions that I do because of that experience because of it, you know, they're like I, unconscious I, behaviors. You don't even uh-huh. realize that you're, it's because super of that. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super safe. So that's a plus. <laughs> I am amazed that you have no fucking scarring. I've always fucking amazed because I'm not going to go into detail, but you guys, Alma was really fucking went through a lot when this happened and her back, looked horrible like she said she lost skin um but and she went through hell i remember watching and crying when you would go through your treatments and stuff like that but her fucking back you wouldn't be able to fucking tell it grew out of it i just grew out of it like essentially the scar just like it was the back and then it just went you know what's worse is um the scar i have from getting um pistol whip between my eye um my eyes so we continue with the movie talk i'll leave that one for y'all to simmer with that'll um, be a story for another episode who am i getting whipped, pistol whipped by a, a member of the family <laughs> good times so this guy's not having good times he is so okay i love the practical effects of this dude on the ground L- love it love it we were all like that looks really good it was 
His yeah. skin, his peeling, it gave me um, almost um, Robocop vibes, you know? Oh, when the dude gets the acid, yes. he's like, mm, I fucking love, that's the other the other one. That's uh, uh, I was talking about like when they do the skin stuff. Oh, mm. I love that Robocop one. That this, it's done so well. Um, oh. What they did was like, I guess they used gelatin that they pumped with okay. air because if you look closely enough, you'll see like postules forming yeah. and getting larger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that. They use their whole budget on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the, yeah, yeah. There were several scenes, actually, if you look up the practical effects um, that were done that I actually really enjoyed. Okay, there's another guy who gets bees on him and they use a prosthetic head mm-hmm. that they, um, I forget what they put, like something sweet on it, which attracted a whole bunch of bees to it or mm-hmm. whatever it was. Um, but those key things mm-hmm. when you use your budget wisely i think those stand up to time i think mm-hmm. the the scalding of this man uh, the later a couple of, of of events i'm like hey man that looks really good so yeah. that guy's hauled up in the end mel uh he's just like he's the the camp owner he's just like let's cover it up let's not let anybody know about this like and everybody's like oh in the kitchen like oh oh Okay, uh, they just think he had an accident, and I guess he wasn't able to talk and say that somebody pushed me because he knew somebody. That is him. what I fuck. And he knew not just he knew somebody pushed him; he knew who it was. But yeah, I guess um, I guess he was too injured or traumatized to. And okay, and then after that, if he's in the hospital getting treatment, everything starts happening within the next couple of days. All these all these murders, because I believe if it's not that night, the next night we have another kid gets killed this is i think it might be the first murder the drowning um under the boat which i know okay look these aren't real kids getting killed you guys so i can laugh okay but this kid getting killed under that boat was fucking hilarious i don't i don't know i because he's he's hiding under it like a you know playing around and nobody fucking knows that he just got killed that he just got drowned and his friends are like oh he's playing a joke let's go (laughs) Yeah. Leave him there. Okay, let's go to bed. <laughs> we got we got roll call in the morning. <laughs> they just leave him. him. Oh, right away. God. You're trying to figure out who is doing these things. Someone's offending someone. Okay, so Ricky also he comes up like to defend Angela several mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And okay, he got this role. He auditioned, and they had him yell into the director's face and cuss as much as possible. And I fucking love that because you see it at one point where he's like, fuck, fuck, fucking fuck. And he's, <laughs> he just like goes on this long tirade of fucking cussing. And I'm like, oh yeah, he, he earned that role. As well as Angela who auditioned and was supposed to just stare blankly and pretend to be eating a candy bar. I don't get that eating the candy bar part, but I know I stare off into space a lot because, you know, like I, when we go like, you know, you space out, I'm not thinking about shit. I can space out all day long. And that was part of her audition. But Ricky, he is ready to kick everyone's ass for his cousin. He's an amazing protector. I love his character and I love the, the actor because the actor, you feel the energy. Like you said, I can see why he was chosen. That energy is like, yeah, he uh, he was always there for his cousin. Just which makes me wonder. I don't I don't it doesn't matter either way. But I, I it makes me uh, uh, curious if he knew that Angela started out as, um, you know, a different gender. Um, 
I think but so. Anyway, I, yeah, think I think so, so because um, I, I I picked up on just a, f- a few points because mm-hmm. of the fact that he said um, when his mother was saying the physical, right. you know, and he was mm-hmm. like, don't worry, no one's ever going to find out. He said that thing mm-hmm. and it, it alluded to him unknowing that she really mm-hmm. didn't have a yeah. real physical by another doctor and it was just his yeah. aunt and saying that he would do anything to um, protect her. Like, I think that, I think he knew and just, there was just ex- acceptance at that point. Now, cause you have to yeah. understand like his, his mother, if, if she does these things, that's his mother too. Mm-hmm. And so he'll do whatever she says as well. Like, you know, that's but only, it's that's love. It's love though, too. I can see that with Angela. It's not just, I'm going to protect you. Cause I, you know, this is my family. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's also beyond that because he, I th- he does love her because He's so he always wanted a sister. He they said that like he always wanted a sister, a sibling, and he had some. He didn't have to grow up alone. You know, yeah. I'm sure some of y'all who grew up with no siblings are like that. Must have been amazing sometimes. <laughs> and and you know, even with us and all four of us, sometimes we wanted to be alone or whatever. But sometimes it's really cool to have somebody your own age that you don't have to go look for a friend. Like they're automatically forced to be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and and you know what? You too? There's a there's another positive is um, someone to validate your existence of what things you went through too. Because like it feels really good. Okay, I hate that other people go through shit. Don't get me wrong, but it also feels really good to know you're not alone. So if you if if your siblings experience similar things to you, you're you're like oh. You know, I have a I have yeah. The stuff that misery. makes us yeah, the stuff that makes us laugh is because we we can we we cope with things differently, and so Ricky had that in Angela, and Angela had that in Ricky because she's she talks speaks like confidently to him. She doesn't have to be anything but you know. I'm, you know, Angela when she's with Ricky, and the first person she does talk to is because Paul, his friend, comes up to her and speaks to her kindly. Yeah. So you can tell that Ricky, she speaks to him because he's always been kind to her. Mm-hmm. And um, the bullying just doesn't let up. Ricky gets into a few fights and the next guy who gets it is on the toilet. And it, this was funny, okay? It's like, where do you get a beehive? Is it even a beehive? I don't think it's a bee. I think it's supposed to be wasps, but they said bees or bees and wasps. I don't know. I There's a difference, obviously. But they're just shaking this hive of whatever the fuck <laughs> onto this kid while he's on the toilet and he can't get out. And that was great. That was great. Still oh, it was, it was much deserved. And I, this is where the old man owner count, the owner, whatever the fuck he is, starts thinking that it's Ricky. And you know what though? It's a fair, it's a fair uh, guess. I, I can uh-huh. see that because it's a Ricky, fair assumption. Ricky is, uh, he always, and here's the problem though. So he thinks it's Ricky because he sees Ricky always coming to the defense of Angela. And he knows that these people who are being picked off have something to do with Angela. So yeah, he knows they're bullies specifically. So he knows do something. bullies are making Angela's life hell and has done nothing but his idea is i am going to do something about ricky who's picking up people who are picking on his sister that's his great exactly and Um, when he and when his girlfriend 
girl, and I'm putting girl in quotes because she is a young girl. Yeah, technically an adult. Don't come at me. Fuck off. Anyways, <laughs> when Meg, I remember her name. I, I actually remember the name, Alma. Do you hear that? Meg. <laughs> uh, because he kept saying it over and over. His precious Meg, the young lady that for some reason had the hots for him. Um, she gets murdered hysterically. She just got a little scratch on her back. What the fuck? Why are you dying over that? That was a scratch. Give me a fucking I, break. I love how she gets killed because they make it a point that she's somehow leaning up against the shower wall long enough to not only get stabbed through the shower wall, but to get the knife taken all the way down her back. Like, poof, I'm over. Exactly. The first, the first Owie coming in. Oh, speaking what, of Owie. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So she gets, she's, imagine the knife coming into her back, right? Yeah, like I must say, pull away. Yesterday, I came home from work and I had to go out back and I have a really big yard. And one of the dogs, Jack, little fucker, escaped the other day from the backyard. He keeps finding little areas. See, Jack's body is very cat-like. You know how cats can kind of come in and out? So Jack's body is very cat-like and he can find, if he finds a hole and that he could just dig just a tiny bit, he can make his body go through it because he's like a fucking cat. So he escaped and Camille had to go get him. You know, he was in the businesses nearby and it was like a whole deal. So when I came home from work last night, I had to go out there and re I, I joke, reinforce the fence. And I'm out there and a fucking, there's, there's this area of, you know, Alma, the area of my yard that I call the woods because it's very, there's trees and brush and all that stuff. And it's also very thorny back there, really fucking thorny. Um, so I was still in my scrubs and all that. So I thought, okay, good protection from the thorns, except for some reason I'm wearing fucking shoes and a big old fucking ass thorn I had shoved a, a big branch that had all these thorns aside and it fucking came back and whacked me in my foot and the thorn went through my shoe and my sock into my toe and oh my god the pain was horrendous but you know what I did I fucking moved my foot I didn't sit there and drag my foot against the thorn what is your shoe made out of cardboard how do you go through your shoe? I have no idea, but it fucking, I came inside hobbling and, and it hurt so much. I was just like, I, I took my shoe off. I took the sock off and I could see the thorn sticking out of my foot. So I had to grab tweezers and pull it out. I'm just staring at it like, what the fuck? How did the fuck did this go through? But like I said, it's because the branch was like, I had moved it out of my way and it came back and whacked me. But again, I didn't just drag my foot along the thorn to continue the the, the get killed by it. You could have yeah. gotten murdered. But this woman, this woman you, did not haunted? pull away. No. Mel, the reason she was even in the shower was because she was getting ready for a date. Ew. With the old and, man. Not with but the old man. His performance here, I fucking love it. Um he comes to find her. He's looking for her and nobody thinks it's a big deal. I was supposed to beat her. And he finds her and she does have that big cut on her back. And it's like she stood still that whole time. Okay, we'll drop it. Um, <laughs> he's like, oh, Meg. <laughs> I can't even word when you. Moment 
when he finds her, but then he's okay. So it's set in stone. He needs to go get Ricky. This is what the conclusion of that scene is, is Ricky's bad. He's killing people to protect, um, protect Angela. Okay. We'll skip Judy's death scene, but I will say about Judy is the whole time. This, this girl never let up, never let up the bullying. Yeah. Just, one point even throws a towel at her uh-huh. and but she also is really jealous of Angela because yes. mm-hmm. she she purposely goes out of her way to try to make out with Paul the boy who's falling for Angela. Angela doesn't want to kiss. He's been trying to make moves on her and stuff like that and she's not with it. Um uh, even though she likes him. She's just like I'm not ready. We you know, respect that. Respect boundaries people. Mm-hmm. And so, but Judy is like, I'm going to go out of my way to go make out with him to kind of just be an asshole. And um, she's picked off. So we have, okay. And then uh, during this time too, a couple of, there was the random killing of the kids in the sleeping bags who were camping, which is so funny. It's so funny because why did, why the kids sleeping in the woods okay why were they killed they weren't the bullies no i know why they were the ones that were throwing sand on angela when she came out of the water you oh my thing? gosh i forgot because yeah. they, threw her, they threw her in the water at some point okay okay yeah. i remember and that they were the ones then. throwing sand on her that's why they were freaking little kids <laughs> i know they were so tiny. who was i listening to recently who was talking about they should have killed the kid like how they not kill a kid <laughs> Oh, I love watch this time movie. Period of some kids killed. Yeah, they everybody. No holds barred. I always have to slow down when I say that, yeah. so I say it correctly. <laughs> no bars no. hold. Yeah, because otherwise I'll say it wrong. <laughs> Everyone's gonna get killed, and she's like, "Okay, Paul, meet me up on the beach." Okay, so she's gonna meet um, Paul on the beach, and then everybody is like, "Okay, some shit has gone down." The good two counselors, who hopefully went on to like, I don't know get married or be best friends forever they could have been besties having brunch to this day because they were good they those were good. two were good and they had good hearts and um they were they good grew- fucking counselors too yeah i was like they were awesome maybe they took over the camp there you go that's the end of the fucking movie y'all <laughs> bye some people got murdered we never found out who and <laughs> Ronnie and Julie, I think her name was, or I don't know, I can't remember her name, Susie. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so we come upon this scene of Angela on the beach. And this part is actually really eerie because you don't, to this whole point, you don't see who's been doing the murdering. But I do know that Ricky, at one point, they had him, the, the actor, put a wig on to um, be Angela. Okay. And this, the big thing was that at the time Angela was only 13 and her parents didn't Mm -hmm. want her to be seen on screen killing anyone. Yeah. And when Judy is picked off, it is you, they show someone at the door and you Mm -hmm. can see who it is. And it's Ricky actually wearing a ring. And they kind of like put it out of focus so that Mm -hmm. you really couldn't tell. But there's several points in time where you can see a hand and that's actually the actor who played Ricky. So you can see. The hand. It was, yeah, I noticed the hand. And I just and it was also hand. <laughs> to be misleading, you mm-hmm. know. It was also to be, um, you know, as a distraction. Yeah. But Angela killed Paul and is singing a song sitting on the beach. And then we get the full flashback of what happened here is that Aunt Martha um, had just completely replaced um, Angela with, okay, so uh, uh, 
the, it was the son who lived the whole time. The son and the accident lived. Because it was and a little at, boy and a little girl. A little boy and a little girl. And mm -hmm. the little girl had died. But Aunt Martha wanted a daughter. So she yeah. had forced this child to be her Angela. So that was the big, the big reveal. It was yeah. that it was. And so this movie always leaves me so kind of sad. Mm -hmm. Like, I know it's a what the fuck. They did the whole scene as a shocker. It's obviously yeah. they got, they even, um, they got like a head at one point that was Angela's. Like they made a, a head of her mm -hmm. to put on a man's body. It was obviously done for shock value. Yeah. And it was a little too over the top because I they, they leave it up the, on the screen like the the screaming mouth over I, depiction. I've always hated. That I have so like, much troubles with this scene for so many reasons. Like when I was younger, I didn't know why. I mean, now like as an adult, I can look back on it and kind of dissect it more. But even as a kid, I liked this movie a lot, and I still do. I still do. Uh, is it problematic? Yes. But I think sometimes, you know, some movies we, I'm not saying everybody has to do this. If you don't like it for this reason, you know, I, you know, I completely understand. I still do like this movie. I hate the ending. Um, when I was younger, the reason I hated it I, from my young mind was I didn't like that they made this person a monster now because it looked very like now I'm not human and I'm really this, this, this dude and look at me because the scream, the scream that she was doing didn't fucking sound human. It sounded like an animal. And then why did she look like she, it just looked like a monster. It didn't fucking look human at all at this point. And that's why I hated it. Cause I saw, I, I mean, I totally got, yeah, that Angela had been a boy. I understood that. Um, but the eighties was all about that kind of stuff. So that I, I did that part at the time wasn't the part that that upset me it was the fact that they're all like and she's a monster and she's just standing there with this fucking it looked like her i i know her eyes weren't glowing but it looked like her eyes were glowing and she's doing this animal scream and and i just hated it i hated that fucking ending but i still liked the movie here's yeah they they were trying the the shock value they were going for um okay so it was accomplished using a nude man wearing a mask cast not a prosthetic head of uh, felissa um the thin man who stood in for angela was a college student who needed to get drunk before he was able to do the scene nobody yeah. knew who the man was and it's in it they still the don't time know. that this was written they, they, they didn't know yeah. um but I was, I was always this, I had a, a sad feeling as a child. And mm. then as an adult, I still had this sad feeling because um, for Angela, because she was forced to be someone for her aunt. And I just thought of the abuse. That's really what it is. I don't like talking about it so much because it is a huge trigger for me. Um, but I just felt like the, I just thought of the abuse of, you know, someone doing that to you yeah. you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then but they didn't really focus on that it was more of a the focus was let's let's shock everybody with this image yeah and that this which has been done a lot and we keep saying no more in movies and this was a long time ago mm -hmm. but no more using these people's trauma that makes mm -hmm. some sort of trigger that turns yeah. them into some murderous monster yeah we're done with it so we can say that and still tell you the, the things, you know, we, we should talk about it because it is yeah. like, 
that's awful, you know? It's so, it's so problematic for so many reasons. The poor guy that had to get drunk to do this scene. Mm -hmm. If he had to get drunk to do this scene, doesn't that tell you something? Like maybe if you really wanted to go through with making this scene as the ending, if you really felt like you needed to do it, that's fine, cool, do it. But do it with someone who doesn't have to fucking get drunk to do it. That's See, and this is, I'll bring up another one. There was another character, and I remember he um, was in underwear on the dock, and I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if he was the one who got murdered. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But all the bullies are, when they're trying to get all the girls to skinny dip, there's one guy in particular that is in, like, briefs, and he just kind of, like, you know, shakes his thing inside his underwear, his Mm -hmm. peen inside his underwear. Now, originally, he was supposed to be nude, but he was so uncomfortable with that, that he asked, please let me wear underwear for this scene. Like mm-hmm. he had to ask. So you can see that the limits that they put on yeah. these people, if they're, they're awkward making it. Yeah. Then I, I kind of put myself in their shoes. Like, oh, man, that, that, that's, that's terrible that he had to do that. And I think yeah. he had to like drink also. Like, Ugh. I can't remember exactly if he had to drink yeah. to get lucid yeah. up in order to even do that. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. Okay. So, this movie has a body count of 13. Um, the, let me see. Yeah. Angela 13, was that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot. I didn't realize mm-hmm. there were that many. I mean, I know there was quite a few. Um, but here's the thing, too. So I, again, I am someone who is some, I am a woman who was born, you know, female. I, so I can only speak for myself, but when I look at this movie, I have always kind of viewed it as a, besides that horrible shock ending, as more of a revenge movie, because all these people are bullies. The people she's going after are bullies. They're, um, you know, she's getting come up there. She's giving them their comeuppance as, as, as Alma said. And, uh, so that's kind of how I've always framed it in my head, even though I hate that ending. Um, I know that that ending was supposed to be it. Like, they're like, here you go. She's messed up because, you know, she's really a guy that was forced. Well, actually, I don't even know if they really want to go into the whole thing that that this poor young girl was being forced to be um, someone maybe she did or didn't want to be, you know? For me, it was more about the revenge factor. But yeah, it's just like... Yeah, no, and, but the thing is also some people really don't like like the whole revenge movies either. Whereas I, I kind of sometimes do like a revenge movie mm-hmm. because I like, like I want them to get back at yeah. that person. Who, and I don't know if that's like a okay thing Yeah, most of the time. Uh-huh. Um, Especially because I don't want it to be done like somebody's. I, I hate the trauma that they put sometimes on people, and then that's the thing that makes them. Um, but other times I'm just like, I, I'm kind of glad some of them got murdered. <laughs> I don't have to feel bad about the people who got murdered because they're not real people there in the movie. Exactly. These are fake people, 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 purple people leaders. I know. Oh my God, that's totally what I was thinking in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's how it's always been. Fr- like I said, I'm totally aware of mm. of the problems with the movie. But for some reason, when I think of this movie, the feeling it gives me is revenge 
She killed those motherfuckers, and I love it. I fucking love, and I am, I'm sorry if you aren't, but I am a huge fan of revenge flicks. Um, I do hate sometimes that they get a little graphic in showing what happens to the person before they have to get their revenge. Yeah, um, the trauma is the part that yeah. I don't want them showing, but I yes. don't mind the murdering part. Oh, it's like, yeah. kill them good, fuck them up. Go, them up. go get them, go get them, go get them. Um, so I'm here for the kills. I think everyone deserved it. I think she could have been a little bit more gory. I think she could have gotten a little, given a little, a little bit more. Maybe she could have brought Ricky in so that they could have done, you know, a little bit more you know, extravagant in the murders. You know, like, here's a knife. You get, Here's a bat. Let's go for it. <laughs> Very creative with the kills, so that's a bonus too. The bee wasp thing was pretty interesting. That was good, really Like, what is she doing? Is she walking and like, there's some wasps? I think I'll use that as you know, as my killer or as my weapon this time. She's and if you think about it, she's fucking watching these people really fucking well because she she's watching to make sure that the dude is on the toilet. She's watching the, the skinny dipping scene to make sure she can. And then how did she stealthily go? She swims under, she's like, she swims underwater to go. And she the swimming under. part was interesting because <laughs> we think that Angela can't swim and doesn't yeah. get in the water because of losing her father in the water. But the whole time it's just, she just doesn't want to get in. She yeah. doesn't want to. Doesn't mean she can't swim. Mm -hmm. She didn't want to, assholes. But I'll get in for you so you can die. <laughs> Die, die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay um and you know what i do want to say one more thing i don't want to come off and speak as someone who is uh who knows a lot about the subject of um you know misrepresentation in media i mean i know what i know what i don't like and i i definitely you know have problems with the way certain things are portrayed on you know on screen and it's like kind of the same thing with with silence of the lambs you know with what you know what is going on there um i do have this thing though where especially this movie uh some of these older movies i feel like we can you don't have to, but I feel like we can enjoy some aspects of the movie or the movie as a campy 80s, you know, slasher, if you want to say that, but still have uh, issues with some of the things in it. I, I, I can do that. I know not everybody can, but um, so I hope that people don't think I'm a horrible person for liking the movie. Um, Cause I really am not, I promise, <laughs> but I do. I like this movie. Like I said, for the reasons I, I like, I like the, the, uh, I like revenge movies and that's how I, that's what, but I still like at the same time, hate that fucking ending. I've always fucking it. And then rewatching it recently when I saw it again, I was like, yeah, I really do still hate that ending. Um, mm. It just looks so fun. For so many reasons, the the message, the why they did it, and it also looks shitty. It looks, yeah, it does, it does. It's actually the mask part. Okay, it looks so shitty. Sadness as for me, sadness for me, anger for Dahlia. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah, a great way to I stay in shape. <laughs> 
Okay, so final thoughts. I did already already did mine. Mm. Alma said too. She's sad. Mm. Sad. <laughs> Body count 13. Whoop, whoop. Uh, love that. Love oh that about gosh. the movie. <laughs> the whoop whoops. You like the whoop whoops. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just being ridiculous now. Here's the thing. I'm delirious on exhaustion right now. I could fucking like... If I put my head down right now, I could fucking fall asleep. I'm exhausted. I can fall asleep at any point during the day. It's it's one of the great characteristics of me. Is that like a characteristic that I can take a nap at any point in time? I, I can just close my eyes and fall asleep. I would call it a useful skill. <laughs> I would call it a very useful skill to be able to do that. <laughs> I wish I could do that. It takes me way too fucking long to fall asleep. Like right now I'm thinking like after we finish recording, I'm going to go lay down and take a nap. Yeah, right. The fucking no, second I press in and record, I'm going to be wide fucking awake. And it's not that that this is it's just my fucking God this weekend. So I worked this weekend. Um, I love my job. I'm a, I fucking love it. I fucking love it. But God damn it. I'm so tired. The other night I didn't get home till after eight because it took me over an hour after my shift to fucking chart, chart, chart. You remember charting, Alma? You fucking remember charting? <laughs> I was so behind on my charting. I loved the patience I had. I loved all the work I was doing. But then at the end of the day, I hadn't finished all my charting. And there I was like, click, click, click. Oh my God. And by the time I fucking got home, the other day I came home, Alma. I was so fucking tired. Not this past weekend, a few days ago. I was so fucking tired. I went straight to bed. I fucking laid down and went to sleep. And one of my kids was supposed to cook dinner. Her boyfriend was visiting. They were going to cook dinner. He's a chef. So I was like really looking forward to this meal I was coming home to. They hadn't gotten around to cooking yet. It was almost eight. I think it was eight. And, um, I was fine with that. I, even though I was looking forward to the meal all day, by the time I got home, I was too fucking exhausted. I'm like, okay, fine. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go for, straight to fucking sleep. I went to sleep. She woke me up at 10 o'clock because they, he, they had made dinner to bring me dinner because they had promised me dinner. And I thought it was really sweet. Um, I sat up barely in bed. I, I have a, a no eating in your rooms rule. No eating on your fucking beds, especially. But there I was in my bed eating I fell asleep eating. I fell asleep fucking eating. I couldn't. That's how fucking tired I was. I fell asleep. I remember chewing and like like falling asleep during it. And then like I barely was able to put the plate down. And then when I woke up in the morning, there was my food sitting next to me. That's how tired I was. Ah, uh, okay. Sorry. I went off on a thing. <laughs> I went off on a thing. Sorry. All right. Alma. Alma's looking at me really weird. Like Dahlia. <laughs> so Alma, uh, where can people? <laughs> She'll get it out eventually. Uh, you can reach us all on our social media. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, our website is nightmaremoviepodcast.com. Our That's Instagram time. at nightmaremoviepodcast. Our Twitter is the, uh, Nightmare What's on our Instagram? Fifth. What's our Instagram? Remember, and I've told you not to interrupt when I give the socials. It's important. <laughs> our Instagram is at Nightmare Movie Podcast. Our Twitter, Twitter, now I can't say anything, is at Nightmare on Fifth. That's Nightmare on 5th. And you can email us at 
nightmare movie podcast at gmail.com. Now, if you'd like to continue supporting us, always listen, like, share, write a review. And um, if you want to give us a little extra support, you can buy me a coffee and our Patreon. Thali has that information. Are you going to interrupt me too? I'm so sorry. I don't, I'm sorry. I love, I love fucking with Alma because she's like, she's like so professional and I'm over here all like giggling and doing all this stupid ass shit over here. Okay, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash nightmare movie podcast. And we have several tiers over there. Tears, T-I-E-R-S, not tears, tears. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. I'm like, again, again, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stupid, I know. Um, and we do have a buy me a coffee in case you just want to do a one-time donation. We have buymeacoffee.com slash nightmare pod. And of course, um, you can just Oh my God, I just brain farted right there. <laughs> That's everything. That's all where you can reach us. Uh, thank you for listening. Oh my God, I ruined, I ruined that ending. Uh... Thank you for listening to Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Also, leave a review or share what movie you would like us to discuss. As always, thank you for listening.